are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back to another episode on the Way of Healing. What's up? OJ here. Hey, it's Case. And we have a very special guest, Dr. Harold Turk. Welcome, Doc. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God, I'm losing my voice. (laughs) (laughs) It'll come back. Probably not good for a podcast. Yeah, we just, we've been here for an hour already, and Doc was uh, working on Casey a little bit, gave her a little taste of the the Maori body work that he does. How are you feeling? It was was a taste, for sure, for a morning. It was a strong cup of coffee in a very good way. Um, I came in limping because of a foot injury yesterday. Dog toe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dog toe. Dog toe, yes. Official toe. diagnosis. <laughs> and uh, got on the table face down and he started pressing and uh, deep, very penetrative, right? So it's like deep work. I can't win with these two this morning. <laughs> Guys, help me. Send Mayday, Mayday. Um, anyway, the point is I got off the table and my fucking toe is better. I'm wiggling it. I walked in gimpy. He didn't touch your toe, did And he didn't even touch my toe. Oh. So, yeah, maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, so Doc works in his own apartment, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, his own private practice it's beautiful. here. beautiful. It it's so clean in here. It's like impeccably it's sparkling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out here in Tarzana. Yeah. We're not sterile. Wait, tar- are we in Tarzana? Or are we yeah, in we're, Encino? Yeah. Tarzana. Tarzana. Tarzana Encino. You are. Tar- it's Tarzan in Tarzana. Sorry, I'm in sure you've heard that so many times. Beautiful patio full of plants. And then you walk in and it's a very zen room, very chill, mm-hmm. nice space in here. Comfy, easy. Easy. So, Doc, you're a chiropractor. You also do Maori healing. You do some coaching as well. Tell us a little bit about your journey into getting into healing work. Oh, boy. That's, that's a loaded question. We'll have to break that down into parts. <laughs> Everybody gets that question. <laughs> yeah. And feel free to take it in parts. That's fine. Well, you'll have to ask me specific questions. But, um, well, what I do, yes, I'm a chiropractor by degree. That's my formal education. Most people pretty much know what that is, especially in L.A., Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you grew born, raised in LA and you also went to in, school in yep. LA? Cleveland Chiropractic College. It was in like a Hollywood, LA area. It was there for years. It was a very prominent school in, in, in the profession, but uh, it closed down maybe like um, four years ago. It was a bummer. But um, So I went there, became a chiropractor, graduated in like 96, uh, licensed in 98. I do Maori healing body work. For those that don't know, Maori people are indigenous to New Zealand. They're big brown people. They're related to Hawaiians. That's how I kind of like OJ. Yeah, kinda. He's a he's a brown person. I'm not. He's pretty big. (laughs) He's not Maori big. Yeah. That's how I actually met Doc. He, uh, my wife and I went to a healing. Yeah. So I host them when they come to LA. I host the Maori, Mm -hmm. and OJ and his beautiful wife Janae. came to see them as well for sessions. So host meaning that I set up clients, I charge them, I find the venue, they show up and they work on all my friends, my family, and my clients. 
How many times a year? Do, do they come every year? So great question. So it used to be a couple times a year. It's still pretty much a couple times a year. One of my, I don't think, uh, OJ, I don't think you know, but one of my teachers, Atta, one of the Maori, the main lady, her right-hand man, uh, Manu, he died a little over a year ago. So there used to be more Maori traveling, so there's less. So they've been traveling a little less and spending more time at home. So yeah, you and your lovely wife came, met your girls. They're adorable. And so Maori healing work is um, indigenous to their culture. I'll shrink it down, but basically it looks and feels like a deep tissue massage, kind of like a sports massage. And the idea being that by receiving body work, it helps you connect to your emotional self. So normally you get body work that might not occur where you're going to connect your physical body with your emotional body or your energetic body. So it might be on the more mechanical side. Maori healing work, its primary purpose is to make, to bridge that gap and make that connection. So you can feel the relatedness of the two worlds, mm -hmm. your emotional, mental, emotional, and energetic world with your physical body. And so it's kind of like a therapy through massage. So it's doing sort of talk therapy backwards. So instead of talking to reach someone's emotions and conversation, this is doing massage to reach someone's emotions. And so depending on how deep, and it could be extremely deep, it could be less deep, just depending on the person. On a scale of whatever you want, that, how deep, but come on, how deep was the work that you just gave me? I, I, <laughs> like, you know, 0.5. Out of one. Point what? Out of 10. You should see your face. Yeah. Come on. That's a, so, so, yeah, so. Uh, it was deep, folks. It felt like a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, you can scare your audience. It's fine. It's, it's not, it's actually a good point. It's for everybody. It's very healing. It's very healthy for everybody. Everybody's going to feel the same way when they receive this work. So I've had hundreds of sessions, but I'll feel the same way you do, even though that was your first taste of it. I'll feel challenged and they work really deeply on me, but we'll have the same experience. I'll go, oh my God, that was intense. Yeah, I believe that so, for sure. So, and everybody's intensity is different. Different right. days, it's different. So, so the idea being that, um, you know, some people have stored trauma in their body, all kinds of trauma. You name the category, and there's old memories trapped inside those injuries or those wounds, and it's stuck in your body. So the work needs to be skilled in a way or deep enough to uh, get into those areas and open up uh, those pockets of emotions that are jammed inside of joints. Things that may never have been opened before. Correct. Right? I mean, he did, he did put some fingers in my jaw, right? Just below where my mandible attaches. And I have never felt work like that, right? I don't think my jaw has ever been manipulated in that way. Manipulated is maybe too strong a word, but, you know. Pressed. Pressed. Yeah. Moved. Pressed. Are there different areas of the body that map to different emotions? Like if somebody's like, right? Yeah, is, is I mean, that so, so that's, that's, East, right, right, that's Eastern philosophy. You could read that in all kinds of texts and all kinds of books. I mean, specifically in the Maori healing. It, it's, it's, it makes no difference. You know, the philosophy is the philosophy. You know, the Maori, they don't, I've never really seen them, you know, use pictures or show people where emotions are stored in the body. Their premise, and so me too, is um, 
you work on people and then you start to see what naturally comes out, whether it's anger, whether it's resentment, whether it's grief, or even people laughing hysterically. You know, you, you just start to see what, and they start talking about or sharing certain subjects or people, their mother, their father, or boyfriends in the past. You work on people and you innately see what the conversation becomes, what the room feels like, or people's emotions. So that's, that's the way I've been trained. That's the way I go about it. But you can, you know, read all kinds of books and texts where, you know, this is where you carry burden. This is where you carry helplessness, you know, the low back or the hips, you know. So, so that's the body work for all intents and purposes. It, it, it has a physical healing approach. It has a mental emotional approach. Uh, it's used as a therapy. So I do that. So chiropractic work, I do the Maori healing body work, and I also talk with people. Uh, I'm not a psychic. I don't see things, but it's more auditory. So when people talk with me, I can hear where things are stuck emotionally and energetically. I can hear it in the tone of their voice. And just how I'm naturally skilled is I could see exactly how that relates to their every area of their physical life. So their physical body, their health, their craft, their career, money, relationships. Just I'm naturally good at making that connection between both worlds. So people come for that kind of consulting or coaching or advice. They want a perspective that they haven't received from other practitioners, whether it's a therapist, massage therapist, chiropractors. And the reason why people are coming into my house is they're wanting that, that connection because I'm equally strong in physical healing as I am in emotional healing. So those are my three main skill sets. So I'll talk with people more one day or I'll physically work on them more one day, and then, the, and then I'll kind of switch off. So I'll work on somebody, and then the next time they come in, we'll talk about it and debrief. So and, is it more honoring just what comes up? Right? There isn't like, oh, today you're going to come get chiropractic work, and the next day you're coming to get body work. And the next day we're going to talk. It, yeah. it's, um, I mean, every client's different, and the needs change. Mm-hmm. And plus, they, I mean... They've never had work like this, so I kind of need to start with them, and then they're then they start to awaken, and they're like, "Oh, well, I want to do this." Yeah, and so that's how it begins. So that's primarily that's what my practice looks like. It doesn't look like a chiropractic practice, as you guys I don't know maybe can tell. Looks more like a therapy. Uh, people come to my home. I see them between an hour, hour and a half. Right, whereas a chiropractic is typically much shorter. Like a chiropractic. Exams, x-rays, adjustments, you know, whatever their uh, specialty is, but this is mine. Yeah. Out of curiosity. So that's what I do. How far into your chiropractic career did you go before you started incorporating this? Other work. Other work. So, by the way, for you guys and audience, this kind of therapy is what worked for me. So, and then I'll get into that, but this is my therapy, both mentally, emotionally, and physically. I needed this work. I've never been to a regular therapist. And when I was younger, about 29, I fell into the lap of this woman. Now that doesn't sound right, but (laughs) take it how you like audience, whatever. A buddy of mine, Jeff, he actually referred me to this lady that he went to who did this therapy much like I do. And so I was having, I was around 29 when... Were you a chiropractor at this point? Yeah, I was a chiropractor. Uh And, you know, I was going through a lot of anxiety and shit was hitting the fan in my life. And um, I just had this cathartic moment. I had met this woman before at at this buddy Jeff's birthday party. 
and I didn't think anything of it, but one day I had a little anxiety attack in my chiropractic office and I, and I had this idea. I'm like, oh, you need to go see that woman. She should teach you what she does and you should go get worked on. And so I call my buddy Jeff, like that moment, and he's laughing on the other end. I'm like, why are you laughing? I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm freaking out. And he's like, I've been telling you about you for a year that I have this crazy chiropractor friend, Harold, who, um, who should learn from you. He's just nutty enough to learn this work. I'm like, whatever, Jeff, just give me your number. So I went to go see her the following day. So I was 29 when I started this journey in this other direction. I'm a very sensitive person, like hypersensitive, but being able to express myself emotionally was not my strength. So I'm more of an athlete by nature. I handle everything with my physical body, whether it's sports or fighting, but I was not very good at communicating my feelings. So when I started to go see this woman, I realized that was my passion. Even though it was my weakness, mental and emotional healing, it was my passion. So I'm very good at physical healing, but it's not my passion. My passion is how the two come together. So when I was 29, that was a longer answer. Yeah. Very cool. Did you know right away when you when you started doing this? It's like I gotta start incorporating this into my work. Yes. Yeah. Like I kind of said just a moment ago, it was kind of a cathartic moment. Like I knew, I mean, this was this was kind of like an aha moment on steroids. Like it was very succinct. This is what you should do. And I knew it right away. So I went to go see her. She worked out of her home. She had a guest office outside of her home. I remember certain parts of the session, but I do remember the jaw work. So she was working on my back. <laughs> Casey's giving me a look. Too bad that's not video, everybody. They'll uh, be. They'll. They'll be. Uh, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> we'll. We'll do a two point of this. So I don't remember working on my back. Well, so she asked me very basic questions, like, "Was I happy? Did I like my partnership, my business partnership at the time?" that I like what I did for a living. And I was just like a little befuddled. I was like, these are very simple questions I could not answer. So I remember that part. And then when I jump up on the table, I remember toward the end, she flipped me over and she started to work on my jaw. So I, I worked on Casey just for a, a moment, but she worked on, and she had asked me, she's like, Harold, what if this should really hurt? And maybe you should, you'll cry and scream. I'm like, yeah, it's not a problem. Well, she flipped me over and she's like a few inches from my face and she's putting her thumbs into my jaw and she's really getting in there, Casey. And this woman's like a few inches from my face and I, I was enraged. I just wanted to scream, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And so after the session was over, I'm walking outside of her treatment room and I'm walking down her driveway and I looked back and I go, I, I was thinking... Uh, something's off. Like, I should have been able to scream and cry, but I couldn't. I was jammed up. I just couldn't do it. And I was like, there's something healing in that for me. So I looked back and I said to her, um, so I'll see you next week? She said, yep, same time. See you there. I'm like, so I went to go see her every week for the next five years. Whoa. Yeah. And um, religiously. And so... From that day forward, it was just obvious. Hmm. Um, she was a hydrant just spewing information and working on me and crying and laughing and getting angry and bringing up all kinds of things that I never knew what was going on in my body. And I loved it. You know, I needed that combination therapy of talking to me and physically that physicality. Mm -hmm. Athlete by nature, I, I needed something physical. Well, that was. She was not Maori. My first teacher was a very thin white woman, not 
like no muscles, <laughs> but she was intense as it got. Was she there? At- no, she was not. She retired. Um, so she trained me for about five years and worked on me. And she retired in 2007, like cold turkey. She was mm-hmm. done. Was this in LA? Yeah. Where was she located? Yeah. She was like based in like Malibu and, oh, right. area. And you said yeah. she worked out of her home. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I started when I was 29 and then I don't know, what, five or six years? Mm-hmm. Every week. That's super impressive. That's, I mean, spiritual healing or just healing in general is religious, right? You were like, I went to her religiously and I'm thinking, yeah, well, the healing, it draws you in. It draws, right? If I, If you find something... You found stuff in me. I'm glad that you actually, it sort of gave me the permission because there was a part of me that was like, you know, this is deep work and I'm receiving this jaw work and I almost did come to tears. It was for sure I could have, right? If we had stayed working and then you found some stuff in my sternum too and my ribs and it was really tender in there. But um, yeah, a lot of emotion that we keep in and we don't even acknowledge that we have it until we don't even know that we have it until someone touches it. And mm-hmm. then you're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It's, it's true. Um, what, what do they say? OJ? Um, like it's, um, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. Blind spots. These, yeah. And there's, you know, you start getting worked on in a physical way where, you just start remembering things that you thought were gone. You're mm. like, oh, they're not gone. Or that you rem- are remembering for the first time. Yep. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Did you go to New Zealand to train? So she retired in 2007. And for about a year, I was okay. And, uh, and then one day, I was like, I need someone to work on me. Were you How- doing this work? Yeah. Also, yeah. you had started so, incorporating it? Mm-hmm. So for about a year. I wasn't getting worked on. Then I was like kind of jonesing. And I was like, well, now what? I mean, I've gotten this amazing body work that's, you know, like the Ferrari of body work. And now what? Like, I'm going to go get a $39 massage. Mm. No. And I was a little like, we what, would what not would advocate for that <laughs> on this show, yeah. Harold. Don't go to the foot massage places either. <laughs> It's fine. You know, it's all good. Um, but um, but I was, I was not arrogant. I don't know the word, but a, a little snobbery. But, you know, I was like, I'm not, I've been having this Ferrari experience. What am I going to do now? So I have a kind of mentor. He doesn't do physical work. He more like a talk therapy. And he's been, he's been a guy in my life uh, who kind of is my mentor that I go and see for, for uh, feedback and reflection on and, and, and for all th- sorts of things in my life. So I went to go see him for the first time, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. He's like, oh, Harold, what do you do for a living? And so I told him everything I told the audience, you guys. Uh, and he's like, oh, you do Maori healing body work. That's intense. He's like, that's where they like put their elbows in, in your butt and they step on your legs and all that kind of stuff. That all happened to me, folks. <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh, and, I, and I never heard the word before. I've never heard of Maori, Maori healing body work. I'm like, what? And um, so I, I raced home and I get on YouTube. This is years ago, everybody. This is 15 years ago. So I went on to YouTube. There was only one little video on Maori healing. <laughs> and it was this, I could show it to you guys, but it was this really well done trailer. Almost looked like a, uh, what do you call it? A, a documentary trailer mm-hmm. of these indigenous people. It was well done. And um, showed these these people doing this work and some clients being interviewed and music and indigenous and 
And so I saw the woman who posted it and I wrote to her. She just happened to be in Woodland Hills, Calabasas, which is like five minutes from me. So I wrote her. uh, She's like, yeah, you want to meet for coffee? You can ask me whatever you want. So I did. And she's like, you know, Harold, um, they'll be in LA next week. They'll be in Topanga. So I went to this really nice property, this house in the top of Topanga. And it had like, you know, two or three guest houses. And one of them had people going in and out all day. So picture this. Um, I walk into this room and there's four Maori practitioners. Some are on the floor working kind of like Thai style and some are on massage tables. And so there's four people on tables, four practitioners, four people just got off tables and four people waiting to go on. And then there's like, you know, kids walking around, you know, yeah. Athena, Troy, you, Troy's daughter is like that just real quick. Like what? I, I read my kids with me there in, in the traditional massage environment. Environment, Like it's quiet. Kids aren't really allowed. And it was so cool because my kids were doing their thing. They were playing and everyone was like, no, it's fine. It's, it's, I was playing with the them. Kids, they yeah, were great. The kids are fine. And it's uh, the, the Maori culture. It's all about family and community and that type of environment where I was like, yeah, I don't have to worry about my kids. I can just relax. And everyone here is taking care of everyone. That type of community was, it was, it was refreshing. That's how right? we're, we're all supposed to be living like that, everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting. Casey, it's interesting you said that. That's exactly it, OJ. So my first teacher that I was talking about earlier, she did it one-on-one, much like kind of like a therapist or a therapy. It was one-on-one strictly. So I walk into this room with all this going on. Right, got it. And, and it was like a shock my for eyes you. are kind of bulgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. And so um, Maori actually, I've never seen them work one-on-one with people. They actually, I don't think they ever do it. Are I've there never multiple, s- or is there like two practitioners on one body? Or it's it, it, generally it, it, one-to-one? Generally, but... But they but will, it's in they an will open do space. two practitioners to one person. They mm-hmm. will switch based on technique. Mm-hmm. They're, think, you know, in their language. I think Janae had two people working on it. They switched off. Uh-huh. They will talk with one another about what's going on with this person and what someone should do. Mm-hmm. Um, they crack jokes. They, so <laughs> they'll they'll crack jokes, uh, appropriate ones, inappropriate ones. <laughs> they'll huh, be you know Manu, my old my old teacher Manu, um, who died last year. He used to play the guitar. Mm. He used to sing songs. He used to sit on people <laughs> while he's playing the guitar. He's very heavy. Oh, love that. Yeah, I loved it. It was very grounding for me. Some people had panic attacks. It was very grounding. I loved it. But he used to play guitar. So it's this community atmosphere. I don't think the Maori ever do one on one healing but that's their way it's it's very community-like and so um yeah that in itself is healing right having that community the community aspect yeah you're just whatever you have going on whether it's like rage and anger and resentment or grief it's absorbed by the whole room Mm -hmm. and all these practitioners rather than the responsibility of one person to contain that space uh and you know with the work it's a lot of intense energy so it's uh, it's a family style. Yeah, and there's no shame, right? That's like, what's beautiful, right? It dissipates the energy and everybody experiences it and everybody sees that everyone else is, experiences it so you don't keep it in. And it's really important for the kids too to see grown adults experiencing these things, right? Like it's okay to cry, it's okay to feel, it's okay to express anger in that way instead of holding it all in and letting that shit get trapped. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they, yeah, it's a good point. Especially like some of the Maori's kids. Um, yeah, they're so used to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, cussing yeah. and crying. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it's all in a day. And so, um, yeah, Atta, the main lady, the main Maori woman, she, she, for those that know the Maori, she's the main woman that heads up this group that travels around the world. So they travel around the States and they travel around Europe, which is very rare because a lot of Maori culture, they stay in New Zealand. But this one core group has been known to travel the world doing this type of work. So she asked me, she goes, oh, Harold, are you familiar with this type of work? Are you used to do like really intense work? I said, yeah, go ahead, whatever you need to do. So she put me with Terrence, her son. And um, it was very, so so my my original teacher was taught by her teacher for about 30 years. And was it Maori healing? She just never called so it that? She, or? she just told me her teacher had since, my first teacher, uh, her teacher had passed. And she had said, this is just an amalgam of body work that Robert, her teacher, taught her. And now I'm teaching you. That's all I knew. So I'm at the Maori. Terrence, Otta's son, started working on me. And it was very, very similar, except the technique was a little different, but the effect was the same. It was, it was intense. It evoked your emotions. It worked on the physical body, but uh, they use a lot more leverage. So they're standing on you. They're using elbows. They're not like massage people. It's very tough work to work with the hands only. Uh, they used a lot of uh, leverage. And so that was cool because that was going to save my body and my career. I recommend that to anybody who wants to learn body work that's going to save them, use leverage. Yeah. And so. Uh, he worked on me. It was super intense. And I, I just remember kind of rolling off the mat and scooting up against the wall. And I'm like, son of a bitch. These are my people. This is where my work comes from. This is what that mentor of mine said. I said, these, these are my people. And so uh, I just remember, you know, going up to Otter or something. is like, um, you guys need help? Like, can I hold people's hands and like kind of coach them through letting out their emotions while they're getting worked on? Because like Maori will, they, they won't necessarily cheerlead you to like let it out. They'll just kind of leave it up to you to find your way. Squeeze it out. So I became kind of, I became kind of the cheerleader. Like, come on, Casey, it's okay. You can scream. They're used to it. Which we need in this culture, right? Yeah, we need culture. permission. Yes, totally. Yes. Yeah, so, so I hung out the rest of that day after I got worked on, I would hold people's hands. <laughs> they would like squeeze it as hard as they could. Like or they're giving birth. Yeah, uh-huh. Something like that. And it was almost like any relationship where you have a connection or it's just obvious, oh yeah, you're my people. Oh yeah, you're our people. So I just I just kept going back. Yeah. So every time they came into Topanga, I would show up, I would get worked on all the time, and I would start to learn from them. So now more learning. Mm-hmm. And have you ever been to New Zealand? So I went to New Zealand four years ago. The Maori put on their very first body healing, culturally, cultural body healing workshop. They call it Tarangopai. And it was the very first time they put it on. And it was like, I don't even remember how many people. 50, 50 people from all over went to New Zealand and we slept Mirai style in a, in a room, you know, bed to bed, you know, like sleepover camp or something. And we learned, you know, body work techniques, Maori culture, 
and, you know, all kinds of things. Did and that you was, see your people there? Were they putting, well, like, was this Ata's group doing this? This is her group. Okay. Exactly. Got it. And Tarango pie. Tarango, yeah, that's what they call it, Tarango pie. I love pie. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Specifically what kind? Tarango pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peach? Peach? Peach pie. I'm a key lime kind of person. Of course you are. Yeah. Harold, what's your pie preference? Um, what'd you say? <laughs> He's key lime, you're what? Peach. Don't worry about what I am. What are no, you? I forgot. Um, you forgot. I don't eat a lot of your strawberry that terrible. Strawberry rhubarb. <laughs> no. No. Oh. Like pecan? Peach. Uh-huh. Oh, um, um, pumpkin. Oh, um, pumpkin pie like is pu- great. I I didn't like it at first when I was younger, but as I got older, I started to like it. Uh-huh. That pi- happens with certain things, yeah. I've noticed. Your pillows look like pumpkin pie. That's how much you love pumpkin pie. <laughs> Bright orange people. Like me some apple and some pumpkin pie. Yeah, I like apple too. Mm-hmm. Apple. Ooh. Cinnamon everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there, you ha- there you have it. <laughs> so with your chiropractic work, have you found that it complements the body work and vice versa? Yeah. Yeah. Do you always integrate? Like, is there anybody that you strictly do chiropractic with? No, not at this point. Right. I mean, there was a lot of transitioning throughout the years, and that was a lot of kind of integration kind of work. But at this point, no, no. My clients receive chiropractic work, but it's in combination with something else, especially mm-hmm. the body work. Yeah. It's, I mean, do I have clients that might drop in for a quick adjustment? Yeah. It's seldom, but they do. The combination of this kind of body work and the chiropractic work seems to hold adjustments on a deeper level for a lot longer. So that's kind of a cool effect of the work. Yeah. But just, you know, I used to see a lot of adjustments, 20, 30 people in a day or whatever it was for adjustments and x-rays and things like that. Oh, there's chiropractors who see a lot more. And it's great work. There's a whole lot of philosophy and training around that kind of work, but I just, I just wasn't interested. I really love the mental, emotional aspect of it, and I like the body work as a vehicle to reach that area. So that was that. I mean, I got worked on, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. We, uh, the clinic I used to work at, we also had a chiropractor on staff pretty much the whole time, and so we would do the deeper work, and then we would have the chiropractic work, and then we would sometimes switch off back and forth but same thing we found that the adjustments tended to stick a lot longer because we released some of the tension patterns and some the of holding the holding patterns yeah totally yeah, that's great totally yeah that's good that's i think that's important or oh casey were you gonna say something no i'm i'm in a zone thinking about my jaw actually <laughs> that's where i just was what are you thinking um i'm wondering if <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. I'm wondering if I'm going to walk around for the rest of my life with my jaw open a little bit, like <laughs> just trying to, just to stay have no soft. Ten- no tension. Yeah, no tension. Oh my god! Like open, soft. Um, it's going to be super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to eat my pie. It'll be a disaster. <laughs> no, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I uh, I did have something. Um, no, OJ was just. Giving me the eyes that like, yeah, if you want to go, you can go. But um, I didn't have anything in now. Did you want to talk a little bit about the jaw work and the importance of the jaw and why people clinch and grind a little bit? Why did you go into my jaw? 
What my, did you see? You saw it. Could you see? It's not. It's, it wasn't. It actually, it's. It's not that intelligent. It was. You know. Uh, you were uh, talking too much. <laughs> I know. I was. We arrived, and I was like, my foot, my foot, my foot. Shut this chick up. Ouch. Whoa. Camera cut to Casey punching him out. No. And for those listening, I just met Casey today. bruto. What? I'm a brute. You're rude. Oh, rude. That too. I just met Casey. I've met OJ before. He knows Maori healing work. I could explain it for days, but it's an entirely different thing when you can feel just a little bit of the technique and then right away you're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. So if I just say deep tissue or sports massage, um, okay. Yeah. That would mean something to me, but yeah, absolutely different to feel it, mm-hmm. especially to feel it in my body at this moment in time, right? the session with Harold this morning would be different than the session with Harold next week or, you know, three weeks ago or. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have, I just wanted to, so before we started the podcast, uh, I had Casey jump up on the table. I just wanted to have her feel just a couple of moves just to get an idea of it. And so I just was randomly kind of milling about and I landed on your jaw, which I typically would not do with regular clients. And you said as much. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, that that's really intense work. People who clinch and grind, that's very intense work. That's an intense area of the body. I wouldn't do that on, on a first session. Uh, I may be super rare because it's going to evoke a lot of emotion. It's just an area of the body where people hold, trap a lot of emotion, a lot of... Um, Everything that doesn't get said, right? That, that could too. almost come out but doesn't come out has to land somewhere. It's, mm. It sits in your jaw. And so I, I, I got in there a little bit, but um, it was just random, but fun. Nothing is random, Harold. Hello. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Done for. I do some jaw work, too, and with craniosacral, and I'll, you know, I'll do intraoral work sometimes. Um, what a great word. Intraoral. Help me, please. Somebody save me. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's me. Because <laughs> I'm... <laughs> it's me, everybody. I'm completely innocent. <laughs> Man, I had an... I had a... I did. I had a great question for you. <laughs> Somewhere Too in the recesses. Pressure. More jaw work needed. Yeah. I don't know. What's your um your intake and assessment look like? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Is it more on the chiropractic? Like, I watch people walk. What are, what are you... Le- less and less like that uh, over the years. It depends on the referral of the client. Mm-hmm. It depends on their, so the intake starts with sort of a little paperwork. So I want to see what they're coming in for. Any emotional components on the paperwork? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask as, them, yeah. I'll ask them, you know, they'll have spaces for like four priorities that they want uh, healing on. And it could be anything from physical pain, emotional pain, uh, lost in their life, relationship issues. It really... Money, career. Money, career could be any of it. And so, um, you know, am I checking someone's gate when they're coming in for like career sort of... There's something stuck inside of them because of some... With their career? Um, Probably not. But um, the intake could look different with everybody because of the talking, consulting component of what I do. I want to start talking with people and in the tone of their voice, like I was saying before, I can hear where things are stuck on an emotional, energetic level. So that already is starting my uh, diagnosis or my uh, consultation. Mm-hmm. So I'll be talking with them 
and even it could be about anything, but the way that they're talking is telling me a lot. And then so, you know, I'll do some palpation on their spine, if you know, if they got some spinal issues, just some simple movements to kind of get an idea um, before they jump up on the table. But it's less like a chiropractic exam. Yeah, I'll get the basic idea. I mean, if they're coming in for some really intricate, like low back issues that their chiropractor's not helping them with, then I'm going to dig in a little deeper uh, in a certain way to, you know, do an exam. Yeah. And do you tend to see people that are looking for these other things in their life that need healing? Or like, do you have people come to you that are just like, I just need good body work? Or are people more like, I have this going on, this going on, I know you're the guy? Yeah, they're not, they're not coming in for some general body work when they come see me. It's, it's referral only. My clients, it's, um, they know about me through their friends you know, of how I kind of fit into their friends' lives and why they're coming to see me. So there's a conversation there leading up to them, a friend coming to see me. So they're not just coming in for some general work. There's a reason, a specific reason that they're wanting to come to see me. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I think uh, one of the struggles in my journey right now is wanting to do the deeper work, but still having people come to me that are just like, I just need body work, which isn't wrong. And it's not a bad thing. But Deeper meaning you want to incorporate talking? Ta- like I mean, an emotional... I do. I do, uh, I or do pushing them in a physical it. way. Right. And more the energetic too. A lot of people are still looking for just body work without wanting to delve deeper into the deeper healing. Yeah, that was my question. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right there now. How long have you been in that place, OJ? Ooh. Tables have turned. Tables have turned. Hey, better uh, sit up straight. You no, know, fellow inter- body workers talking on. about our journey and what we do. Um, I've been doing body work for five, four, four years now. And he was a yoga practitioner, yoga teacher before yeah. that. And there's, a I mean, lot it was lead up to body work in that. There is, but also it was. Well, how how long have you been in the place where you've wanted to take it to a deeper level? Ooh, that's a good question. That was my question. Uh, recent, I would say within the, the last year, six months, a hmm, little longer. When did you go see the Maori? When, when were you there? When was I there? February? I don't even, my God. Hey, uh, check your picture. You can check the, the tag on it. Oh, good point. <laughs> Is that the last time they were here? Well, that was the last time. February. So it must've been there. How did you know? I know that. <laughs> Nothing is random, Harold. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a, a thing um, since then. N- no, it was that wouldn't be surprising. It was by the before way. then. Oh yeah, I can see that this work. I could see this work bringing up anything that's inside that has been dormant. Right. 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 I mean, I. Oh, February eighteenth. Oh, hey now. Hey. Yeah. What? Mm. I was just. <laughs> February, so Mar- so February, March, April, May, June, July. When did we start this podcast? February. Wow. Could have been. But yeah, I used to work at a personal training gym, and I still work there every once in a while. But people would just come because it was like, oh, I had a hard workout. Let me, you know. But that's the, that's the audience that you attract in a gym setting. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And it, and it is a delicate thing for some people to open up a a psychic component or a spiritual component or a psychological or emotional component to themselves when they're coming in for a massage. Right. Right. And, and also that 
type of environment I feel isn't conducive to From letting go of right. of deeper things, right? Even yeah. for even for us body workers, there's like it's like not everybody is aware that they can go down that path and that it's safe. Mm-hmm. There's like so much oh, that we client? are holding back. People. Just people in people general. In general. Oh, right. And then even among the people who go into healing work like body work, even within that realm, it's like, so you've already, that's already like 10% of the population. And then you, I'm not making my point and I'm no, perfectly okay with it. Actually, <laughs> I, I kind of like it that you're struggling to make your point. It's a good subject. I, I was asking OJ because I know my journey through that pivot. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting too, when I came in there and received the work, it was very familiar to me. You received Joe's work a little bit and it was... Yeah, it the was, glute digging. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. It was very yeah. similar kind of body work where there's like glute not digging really... digging and intraoral. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what we did. Uh, <laughs> down the drain. The way of healing is going down the Go drain ahead, OJ. today. Try to keep going. <laughs> It, Where's your ring? Did you pick up yes, your ring? I got it yeah, from my thumb. Um, God, if your audience or knew what this ring looked like, it's what is this ring? Okay, Before so we, yeah, just all right. Slight all right. pause, everybody. Yes, the tangent, the small tangent. I brought these things. They're called Relaxo rings. Okay, now the ones that I've experienced that are wonderful that I bought as client gifts last year and I gave out are made of copper. And they are very resilient, and they're a small ring, like a like a ring that you would wear on your finger, <laughs> and you roll them up and down each finger for several minutes at a time. I'm closing my eyes right now because I can't even handle whatever is <laughs> no. going on with the boys. Um, yes. So relaxo rings, they're great. They hit Chinese medicine points. They increase Meridian circulation. Points. Yeah, yeah. Meridians in all of the fingers because a lot of the meridians terminate in the hands. And um, it kind of looks like a colorful caterpillar wrapped around your finger. Oh, it does. Finger. It totally looks like a caterpillar. The nice, the nice or ones are all copper. They're all copper colored. Basically, I'm putting on a wellness event in a corporate office building, and so we're trying out different products because I'm going to raffle these off or you know give them out or whatever. And so we just got an order in of these less expensive ones that are not copper. So I brought these out to test them. And the first one I put on my finger, it just like popped open and broke, like the spring just broke. And so these are not the best rings, but that's the ring that we're referring to, not OJ's wedding ring. It's this, you know, these are probably stainless steel, I think. You know, it's also like a toroidal field. It is a toroidal field. Hmm. Groovy, baby. (laughs) No idea what a toroidal field is. It's everything. It's everything. Uh, it's energy. It's the energy lines of the body that circulate and they come up and out through the center and down and around, up and out and down and around. Yeah. I've never heard of that word before in my life. What day uh, is it? (laughs) Uh, they like to use it in craniosacral, right? Yeah. It's in polarity. Uh Toroidal. It's energy. It's based on energy. What am I, what's the word I'm missing? The, like our planet has a toroidal field. It's Mm -hmm. electromagnetic. It's it's our body's electromagnetic field. Yeah, but yeah, it pretty so much the, goes up and around, and it surrounds the whole body. Those are like the a, that's the ring that. So that's the OJ ring. But back to OJ. With. Back to OJ wanting to deepen his work and yeah. make it. And so when I experienced the Mario body work, is very familiar because it was like, oh, this is this is what I'm doing already, right? Minus like 
the kids and <laughs> the everyone kind of just hanging out. But this it was very similar and it was very familiar to me. And doing this podcast and learning more and more about like energetic work and and the importance of letting go of like emotional baggage and whatnot. It's like I've been transitioning my practice more towards that. And so, um, what was I getting at? Well, how are you feeling so far was my question. Like, how are your clients? Because you also went through a similar transition where you integrated new work into your, right, what maybe had been strict like chiropractic. So how are your clients so far, the ones that you've sort of, oh, they're very receptive you know, to it. put like your toe in the water? It's, uh, I, I have great clients. I love you guys. I know some of you guys listen <laughs> to this podcast, but I am lucky enough to have had clients already that have been receptive to that. It was more so the ones that I was seeing that just wanted the physical, that not saying... I felt like I had a gift. I had a really And that gift. you couldn't offer it all up in... One session to them. Not so, I mean, I had a gift at helping people on the physical level, which is why I kept doing it. But at the same time, it's like I know there's more to that gift. I want, and I am starting to offer that a little more, right? With the, the healing clinic opening up in August. What healing clinic? I'm opening up a healing clinic with a couple of people. Joe, who was on the podcast. Where is it going to be? Santa Monica, Venice. I'm oh, on the cool. west side. So like a couple, uh, this guy, Joe. Joe's uh, my 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 original teacher. He's the one that taught me. And then you, and then another uh, practitioner, another chiropractor. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke Madison. Oh no. Yeah, it's not my world anymore. You don't know every chiropractic <laughs> chiropractor ever. In a certain so. way, when I first started out, you kind of did. Hmm. He's, he's from the East Coast. You knew where people were in town and you knew the style mm-hmm. of practice Ah, for sure. Yeah. E- even in LA. E- in LA. Holy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's said, a chiropractor oh. like every, you know, know. stones throw. I was like, oh, Dr. Distance. So-and-so is here. Dr. So-and-so is there. Oh, that's his area out there. Right. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So yeah, that's changed. Cool. Territorial chiropractors. No, it, well, it was more like you knew who was where. Yeah, yeah. That totally. was it. So, you know, I like this subject. Yeah, I know. That I you're do talking too. About with OJ. Yeah, I'm no, like, this. am I next? He? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She wants it to be. <laughs> you want to be next? He's so mean to me. <laughs> it's love. <laughs> so oh. yeah, it's it's a transition, and it's it was scary at first. It was when I, I'll, I'll just be bold and just mess around, even if it's not true. I don't care. You know, it's not surprising that after the body work, a lot of you know, like the podcast started. And then this conversation that we're having now regarding you wanting to deepen your work, that's not surprising to me, mm-hmm. especially with the Maori style body work. It has a catalyst, catalyt, catalytic way of beginning something that was already dormant. Catalytic. Well, fine. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> no extra charge. <laughs> <laughs> it's love. Give and take. <laughs> it's like propulsive. It, it right? has... Or- these words that <laughs> Casey uses just <laughs> sidetrack me. Gateway. Propulsive and intraoral and it has that effect. <laughs> it has that effect. So deep body work like that, we have these dormant things inside of us that we're not, sometimes we're aware, sometimes we're not. It has this way of kind of um, bringing that more urgency or immediacy. Mm-hmm. So that's not surprising. But that's a great that's a great place to be where you're at, OJ. Yeah. That's an interesting. It's it's 
it's not surprising to me because I it's not so arrogant for me to say it because I've seen it time and time again mm. with this kind of a story where just by getting worked on with no conversation, there's a therapeutic effect that sort of starts someone in a path that they were kind of dormant about or career or relationship or whatever it is. So that's not surprising to me. And as far as like starting to do this deeper work, you got it. I mean, you know, you'll lose some clients, but you'll start gaining new ones mm-hmm. who want it. And I, that's, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. That's constantly happening. Yeah. A flow in, in and out? Oh, you know, um, I'll be, a, I'll notice, you know, a, a, um, afraid to do certain things with clients and they might get a little scared and or nervous and take time off and not come see me for a while. But then I'll get three new clients and I'll go, and they really want more of the work you're talking about. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. But in my work, and maybe in yours and you as well, Casey, I always see it starting from me. So I make the leap of letting go of the worry of loss, whatever it is, money or a client or being liked or being thought of as good or crazy or whatever the term is. I let go. I work through that sort of emotional barrier, sticking point, And then I just do what I'm going to do with people. And they kind of work themselves in or out. It's a good Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> Extra points. I was going to say something else about that, but I just got sidetracked. Hmm. Um, well, yeah. I, I lost it. I lost. I'm still trying to search for the question that I was going to ask you when OJ gave me the nod and I thought about my jaw, but I did have a question. I, that hasn't it's come coming. back yet. Okay. Cool. Thanks. So is yours. <sighs> no, I mean that. No, that's sincerity. That was truly sincere. That happens in, in life, I'm noticing too. Uh, I'm also transitioning my, my work right now. And I had a thought yesterday morning and I hadn't acted on it. I'm using that in air quotes because having a thought is in essence, you, there is, I mean, the ne- very next step is action. So energetically just having the thought, there is an action being taken. And then the thought that I was thinking came through the other person who texted me and said the exact thing that I was thinking about, which is this wellness event that we were planning for July, has now been postponed without me asking for it to be postponed. But I had wanted it to be postponed because I was feeling a lot of anxiety around it. And it was like, wow, that my prayer in essence was just answered, right? So you're laying the groundwork now and there's so much transition happening OJ and I had a meeting last week and we're looking to expand the way of healing podcast and we're Good looking. Stuff coming. Yeah. That's y- great. You'll be way interested, Harold. Interested. <laughs> um, so. so creepy. <laughs> In the best way. <laughs> um, so there's so much, it's like, I don't feel like I'm on stable ground right now. It feels a little bit. Unstable? It feels unstable because there's a lot shifting. Mm-hmm. I'm shifting and I have to trust. Man, it's hard for me right now. Like I live alone and I don't have family really out here at all. And I'm like, I feel like I have to do it all myself. So I find that what that creates is this protective mechanism that I wear and I strengthen constantly. And I'm having to like let that go a little bit. Right. And this like gimpy foot thing that came up this morning is such an interesting opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I might have to like 
take a load off or I might have to ask OJ for a favor, right? I might have to ask him to come pick me up or whatever it is. Well, it also generated a connection with me. We just met. Mm-hmm. I mean, your gimpy foot was kind of the in the podcast, but, you know, we started talking. <laughs> no, right away I was getting out of the car and he came out to the curb to greet us. You're my people. I stepped out and he Casey, looked at you're, me. You're my people. You're, cool. You're nutty like me. You're not alone. Obvi. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, I, I come from a background of being scared to reach out, right? Like that's, you know, my, my family, whatever is passed down. Independent. Um, yeah, my mom said I was the little girl who would like fall down and I'd like be bloody and like I would still not want help and I'd be like, I got it. Like, I'm, I'm just like I was like a little bruiser kind of, right? So there's this sense of needing to take care of myself and I'm realizing like, no, I can't. I actually don't want to. I'm kind of miserable doing it. And especially these days, that's a common pain. Disconnection, isolation. Indiv- People are doing much too much individually. Hell yeah. The need for community and connection is at an all-time high. Agreed. 100%. Anybody who's in the Just healing part of arts, why I feel even quasi-safe sharing this on air is like I know I'm not the only one out there just like struggling. And hustling, right? It's L.A. I'm just hustling, man. It's like, what? What's so funny? Not every day you're hustling. Um, every day I'm, I'm hustling. hustling. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? It's a rap Wouldn't song. be the first time. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Even myself. I work with clients all day. They come in and out of my home. But still, like, the need for community and connection is huge. For me, too. I mean, I'm single. Dating. But um, it's, it's not easy. It's a deep thing for a lot of people these days. So what you're saying is like right in the vein of everything that I do with all day long with everybody, including myself. But it's an exciting time creatively for you. That's what you were saying? It is an exciting time. I say that. That <laughs> sounded like I was hesitating tremendously. And why? Because it's scary. Now I'm psychoanalyzing everybody. No. I'm fine. I'm hearing your buffalo accent passed down from your family. <laughs> it's wonderful. I've done that before. A girlfriend of mine from California who was raised in Georgia and Colorado, the first day I met her, I went, is one of your parents from New York? She's like, yeah, my dad's from New York. I could hear it in her accent the same way that I can you, despite the fact that you didn't grow up in New York. Is that a side, is that a tangent again? That's fine. I'm, I'm, what I'm finding is that I am now in a place, well, I'm, what I'm realizing for the first time in my life is that, yes, I have all of these different things that I could do. And I'm starting to like go, I can do that and I'm good at that, but I don't want to do that. And I'm like, right, like I'm a doula and I've said that and I... I didn't know that. I know. You, well, we just met this morning. Okay. Um, but Why don't I know everything? Doula work, right? Like it's something that I do, but I'm not doing it as much. And I, and I'm not sure that I want to keep doing it. Like, I think that that one I can let go and right. Then there's other work that I do that I'm ready to let go of so that I'm really finally paring down. It's always been a, an embarrassment of riches situation of like, I was told that by a, a Jack of all once. trades, master of none, that thing. you calling me a dilettante. I don't even know how to spell that, but what? (laughs) OJ, this is all your fault. (laughs) Um, So creatively, I'm realizing I'm I'm learning how to pare down for the first time in my life. It only took 38 years. But 
it's like getting to that deeper dharma, that deeper purity, that something is driving me, my soul is talking, and, you know, it's asking me to listen, basically. Mm-hmm. So hey, what you know? How much how how much do you like this on a scale of one to ten? You can you can you can go down this path, or you can let that go. And then there are so many ways that you could take your work, right? And it really is going to be about tuning in to the voice of the universe or whatever it is that we're connecting with to guide us on a very specific level. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's just getting more 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 and more specific. Yeah. Tuning like like chiropractic wasn't your it, it was a piece on your path that led you here but it wasn't the final destination mm, not by a is long there shot. a final destination oh okay you too simmer, <sighs> simmer down break it up break <laughs> it up good thing you're in the middle is there a final destination yeah um listeners what do you think about that no, I, I mean, that's what OJ was talking about earlier, where he's at this phase now where he's looking to cross that line where he's going to start to integrate deeper work with his clientele. And he basically is letting go of the fear of losing some people. So he, and he'll, he'll gain as well. And he'll just keep crossing that line in a deeper and deeper way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how to say this. I was thinking of saying this before, but... I was kind of saying it in the beginning where people don't even know that there's more available. So you'd have to do it. I don't know quite how to put it. And at the risk of sounding weird, um, I kind of just do it with people, whether they... Stop. Oh my God, I can't. I can't. (laughs) I just can't. Serves me right for being so serious. Um, Oh God. Right, you do it and then you work. My then- work is always in relationship to what people want. Even the depth of it, I will I'll always do it. I mean, that's what Maori healing work is. For as intense as it could be, they're always reading people. So they're, they're, I don't care if it's like excruciatingly deep. They're not doing it if you're not, your soul is not wanting it. Mm. And they're reading that energy. So when you're working with people, they don't even know what's available. Sometimes they're like, they have an idea of what they want healed, and now it's a matter of how you're going to get there. Right. So you're just going to, what was I saying before? Oh, so with OJ, he's crossing this line of doing deeper work with people, which is awesome. And it's, it's, it's done. He, he keeps talking about it. It's done. It's just a matter of how quickly, how much. And making space for it, right? Getting the stuff that you don't want to any longer do out of the way mm-hmm. so this can come up and out, right? Are, it's, in essence, it's the practitioner's healing first and foremost. So he does the healing on himself to let go of worrying or to going in that direction. And therefore he just starts doing it with people, but it starts here first. Yeah. There's also a lot of letting go of old identities that no longer serve me, right? Which uh, like? Like being the the body worker that like gets really deep on the physical level or in a mechanical in a mechanical right or being the provider or being even being a patriarch because now it's like i'm taking a step back and like doing less work and now i'm spending more time with the kids and the family and it's like i've let go of some of the things that no longer serve me to make room again what casey was saying for other things to (laughs) come into my life so, yeah, it's all about, I guess, trusting and, and really following your, your, 
heart and your intuition. And, and what you're passionate about. Yeah. And what fits for you. Totally. So when are the Maori coming back into town? Why it got to be about them? What about me? <laughs> a cheese. A chopped liver. Um, I don't know. It's a great question. We'll let you guys know. Like, yeah. I would, yeah, if you like, guys want to know, reach yeah, out. Yeah, if, if you want to be put on uh, a mailing list, you, uh, you want to learn more about my work, you want to come see me, you want to be on my mailing list, I will let you know when the Maori come out. You can go to my website, heraldturk.com, H-A-R-O-L-D-T-U-R-K, and just sign up for my emails. And when they come into town, I just I just do an email blast to... But uh, don't wait. You guys don't need to wait. Till yeah. the Maori come to town, we have uh, an LA-based healer who is worth coming to see. Mm-hmm. He has a very active Instagram too, so it's, check that out. Stop! It's, you post a lot. Fight, I, fight, fight. More fight. than we do. <laughs> Seriously? You mean you? <laughs> more than I do. You know? Okay. So can you give me a second? So if you go to my Instagram, it's, it's my name. Those are all themes that come out of sessions during the day. Nice. You know, with clients or myself, those are just themes. That makes it cooler. Huh? Makes it way cooler. I've never said that, but yeah, those are themes that come out from client sessions or myself. And so I'm just posting them. My healing, personally, I guess I'd like to share that. I'm much more of a private person. I'm very good one-on-one. A lot of my healing is extending my work and talking about my work. Being on this podcast is very healing for me. This is not my strength. And so... Relating to Instagram and posting and things like that is uh, I have a lot of people that are like, Harold, you need to start practicing being more public. And so posting on Instagram, that's, I mean, that was just a start. But uh, I have people that handle me and they want to push me in my healing journey, which is to be more public about what I think, what I do, doing more video, things like that. But that is not my strength. Mm. Like, but that's my healing journey is to do that kind of work, to be more public. Nice. Yeah. So I can't believe you think I post a lot on Instagram. I barely do anything. <laughs> now you got this podcast episode. You're getting out there. You. It's Get, happening. Don't stop it's me. It's happening. <laughs> oh, I won't. I'm getting the, out of the way. Mm-hmm. TED Talk. TED Talk's next. <laughs> Herald Talk. Herald Talk. I know what I was going to say. Talk. I, I know we're I rap- can see you as a guest presenter right like if i could see him as a guest host mm-hmm. on the way of healing i said it here <laughs> first <laughs> Why? Casey, Casey, you get credit that'd be a bl- <laughs> actually that would be a blast well when the maori healers come in for sure we got to get them on here yep so that's a great uh comment Ata is kind of like me she might do it but it's not her strength either like mm. talking about the work Talking about the work or being public, her own is, journey with it. Yeah, it's not. I we can. Yeah, I'm is not it, saying. No, I'm not saying no to this. I'm just sharing. Yeah. Is there a sacred component to the work where it's like we don't talk about it? Well, it seems like the Maori are just they want to share, which is part of the reason they're traveling, right? They just want to share their work and their love and their spirit. Well, no, he's saying a lot of Maori stay in New Zealand. Like a lot of Ewe stay in Togo. I, you know. They do, but Ata and her tribe in particular. It, this is more just, I think it's just a, a, a people thing where we have areas of our life where we're just strong, mm-hmm. right? This sounds it's, like a racket a little bit. Mm. 
What's you were saying? Something is not your strong suit. It's a racket. Uh, a racket's a racket, you know. Yeah. You hit the ball back and forth. No. Something. No. You so, so you know, right? For, it's something that you're t- a story that you're t- a story. No, no. Right? So, like for 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 me, like I was saying, uh, for me to physically work on people and do what I do. I'm very good at what I do, but when it comes to being in public and talking about what I do, you're going to get an entirely different herald. Like you get me out of my house working with people. I mean, my clients see me publicly and they're like, what the fuck happened to you? I'm like, we try to get Harold to come to Mar Vista. He wasn't happy. I'm like, (laughs) uh, just because I'm brilliant in my home and doing my work doesn't mean you're going to get that brilliance out. You get weird too. I get super weird. I actually was talking about how weird I get when I went to a public event the other day and I, let's wrap up and then we can continue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting weird about talking about being weird. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that's an abrupt ending. (laughs) We love you listeners. No, this was, this was great. It was a a little bit of a a shift in how we approach the show. Why? There was a lot oh, of I gotta hear. It. Come on, don't. There was that. a lot of personal stuff that Casey and I shared, and stuff that <laughs> you helped facilitate and ask. And normally, it's just the healing stuff, and I mean, we talk to practitioners about their healing journey and what got them into stuff. But to start diving into like personal, personal shit, like that's. I think that's really. I think that's. Well, I'm happy that it went there. Oh, I like it. This was fun. I actually think that would be really amazing. I think people want that. I think so too. I like that part. What people? That's your audience. I would want to. I think you get that when you step through this door. Like I don't think that. What? Well, that's this part door? of your work, right? And and not yeah. you're not working on us right now, no. but we're it's sharing just the way space. that I am. We're we're sharing space with you. This is how you share space with people, right? I mean, right, right from the get-go, it got fiery and hot in here. It was like, it was very playful and, um, yeah. Intimate. Intimate. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's great. You might need your own podcast. I don't I know. Want. I was thinking that too. But you can start I mean, as, a, as a guest on ours. I would like to, I would like that. Um, no, no, no. I like, I like the personal aspect. The personal is where it's at. Yeah. Especially of, of people who are doing healing work. Mm-hmm. People, I think, want to know um, maybe the evolution of it. Yeah. I mean, just a, a little teaser. I'm probably going to tease a lot, but whatever. But, um, I mean, I could go into hours of what had me doing what I do for a living. Remember I told you in the beginning of the podcast that I was having an anxiety attack and I called my buddy Jeff mm-hmm. to go see that first teacher. Well, called Jeff before we got here. <laughs> no, but you know, there are certain things, specific things happening in my life that were hitting the fan. The shit was hitting the fan mm. and had to do with my chiropractic license. A boss that I worked for had committed insurance fraud. And when he got busted, it dragged me into it and I had a major meltdown and it dragged me into it. I actually lost my license from 2003 to 2007. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So being a chiropractor, was like my identity. I was very young and it was a boys club. I love being considered a chiropractor. No matter what I do for a living, my identity is as a chiropractor. That has changed a lot throughout the years because of what I do. But so when I was talking about having anxiety attack, I mean, shit was hitting the fan. And so, yeah, I'd lost my license from 2003 to 2007. And that cathartic moment about, you know, you should start learning this work. 
people, one of the things that sort of aha moment was by the time you lose your license, you know, you'll have learned this work just enough to start doing it for a living. And that I was just like, whoa, who just said, what was that about? Mm -hmm. So, you know, at least for me, I'd want to know for healers, I'd want to know what got them specifically into doing this type of work, what happened in their life, what was going on, where does it come from in their past? And so, I mean, I could go into that for hours, but that was my catalyst in going to see that teacher for the first time. That's what was happening in my life. And so that was, that period of time in my life was brutal. So 2003 to 2007. And then when I got it back in 2007, I mean, I had a lot of fear to work through because now I didn't want to like mess it up. So we ended on a huge teaser. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy to go into it more in the future, but I gave you that piece. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. This was fun. I needed that, you guys. I told you that when you first walked in the door. I really needed that connection. Yeah. I went working all day. That was fun. You so, guys are a blast. Yeah. Your man. audience is very... Um, lucky to have you guys this is a super fun podcast Thank now you. now they're your audience too oh mm-hmm. yeah well Thank if you invite me back <laughs> never <laughs> harold all right guys. yeah nothing short of a pleasure thank yeah, you so thank you, much Doc. and thank you listeners bye, bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.